Welcome to another edition of What's Next. My name is Zaki Anastasiu, and it's a great privilege to welcome the Executive Chairman uh, of Dimension Data, Jeremy Ord, who is a veteran, a pioneer in the ICT industry. Jeremy Ord, welcome to What's Next. Firstly, how are you doing and how has the COVID-19 pandemic been treating you and how has it changed your life? Um, firstly, thank you very much yeah, for, being, uh, for having me. And then secondly, um, we survived. You know, I, I remember on 19th of, no, of October, oh, March, sorry, excuse me, where, where people said we're going to lockdown and then next thing we were in lockdown and I, I, didn't, I really didn't know how I was going to survive three weeks without being able to move around freely, but I did survive. And then you survive and you survive and you survive. And, and um, yeah, and so it's, it's been interesting. It's been challenging. Um, but also strange in a way that it's changed the way we are, changed the way we operate, changed the way life is, uh, to be frank. I mean, it's actually so different to what we were used to. And I look at a lot of my friends, incidentally, and I can, and they all look so fit and so well. And I, I think, geez, like, because they've been training every day, they're riding their bikes and they're looking great. So, so, so many people are looking fantastic. So maybe in many ways, it's been great. So well, different, listen. but great. And technologically, it's, it's, it's mind, it's mind blowing in terms of what's happened. Well, listen, I want to talk to you about that. And, and you don't look too bad yourself uh, if you're comparing yourself to your friends. I mean, Dimension Data, you founded the company 1983. That's a very long time ago, and things were very different then. Um, as a company today, Dimension Data, how has, you, how has your team and everybody employed by the company adapted to working remotely? And firstly, just uh, give us an idea of how big uh, Dimension Data is at the moment in South Africa. How many you know, how many people do you have working and how much of a challenge has it been to just deploy everybody remotely? Yeah, so, so if you look at our total complement, including our call center businesses, we've got about 15,000 people in the country. Uh, at the campus in Branston, three and a half thousand people. So it's a massive company in, in, in South Africa. And um, yeah, and, and to, to push everybody into remote, uh, to remote situation is different. And to keep your call centers going for international clients, financial services businesses. It's all been very challenging, but you know, what's amazing is overnight we were able to do it. You know, we were able to move and move people off out of the, out of the environment uh, into remote areas and, and because we're an essential service um, to keep everybody going. And so it's been, it's actually been incredible. The collaboration between all of our, yeah. And for you personally, Jeremy, I mean, yeah. And for you personally, Jeremy, have you been spending uh, quite a bit of time doing video conferences all day? Um, have you been more productive working this way um, and working a lot harder as well, I would imagine? So it's quite interesting because we, we, we're on calls most of the day and you go from one call to the next. And I suppose the overriding factor that I've noticed as, a, as an individual is um, your concentration, my concentration levels have, have had to be higher because, you know, when you're sitting in a boardroom, you get bored and you start thinking of other things and then you yeah. concentrate, you come in out of, out of the discussion. Whereas when you're on a, on a call, you have to listen to all the detail and, you, and, you know, and they're concise and they're to the point and, and you, know, you, you make the best of that, that, that time that you've got together. So has it been more? Yeah, it's been amazing. And I mean, I think, thank goodness, technology and 
enabled us to get through, or enabled myself to get through the, the, the initial three weeks and then the next the extended periods. And, and, and then it becomes more of a norm. So you're able to fit yourself in and you're able, to, well, I have been able to move myself to fit in with what's required on a daily, on a day-to-day basis, be it early in the morning or late in the afternoon or in the evening. So, um, and you know, if I think about the technology, it's been around for so long, but no one ever used it productively and no one ever, it was a hardware device and it was, it was really very um, clunky and, and people didn't apply themselves to changing the, the, the video technology and video conferencing technology to today's norm. And, and all these products were around and with us. And, and suddenly I had to, I had to get involved in terms of understanding like Zoom or Teams or, or even Webex. Um, and so it, changed, it did change my life because I don't have an assistant in my remote location hooking me up and making sure everything works. So you have to become very self-sufficient and, and you, become, you become efficient as well. Yeah, it's absolutely well, I, fascinating. I feel like it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, when you look at uh, Dimension Data, when you founded Dimension Data in 1983, and up until the last decade, I mean, I've been following your guys' progress. You've, you've had a lot of these collaboration teams for a while, as you say, but we really haven't put, been put under pressure to use them like we're using them right now. Could you ever have ever imagined uh, back in 1983 that we'd be where we are today, uh, aside from the pandemic, but the technologies that we have around us? I mean, a decade ago, we wouldn't be able to be doing this um, as effectively as we are now. But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure this is not something you could have ever imagined in your wildest imagination that today would be in this situation and having to deploy technology to be used like this. So, you know, if you look at the early 2000s and, and when Google and IBM said, you know, they're going to allow people to work remotely, it's not something that's ever been comfortable for me because I believe in collaboration, I believe in uh, relationships, I believe in people working together. And you need you need to be in the office environment to do so. So, I was I was pretty skeptical about it, and um, and they they moved that way, and the people allowed to work everywhere. But seven years ago, IBM said to people, "We want you back in the office because we're missing that exact environment where where you are interacting and we are creating ideas." Yes. Um, and Google did the same thing, and and then Google, uh, you know, they were starting to use programs and, and, and applications that have been built to monitor absenteeism of remote workers. And, and you think how silly that really is. If you're telling people to go and work and then you have to monitor them to, to monitor so to, to understand what they're doing on a day-to-day basis to where we are today where, you know, we're back in the real world where, yes, they did save a lot of money on, in terms of office space, but now it's a reality, you know. Uh, it's a re- I, I see it all around me where people are in South Africa are worried about COVID and, and, and how it's, every day it's multiplying at a, a rapid rate. And, and you have to be, people have to be wary. People have to be aware of the fact that, you know, Italy ran out of beds and the UK ran out, ran out of beds in terms of the hospitals. So you have to be vigilant and you have to be careful. Yes, and yes. so it's changed our lives so completely. And, and funny enough, I was talking to a guy less than an hour ago and he said, have you ever, have you ever been through anything like this? Let me tell you, nothing, nothing can compare with this in, in the whole world. Nothing that I've ever seen. Certainly not on the, the, the lifespan that 
I've lived in the technology business. Nothing like this. Absolutely fascinating. Well, you've been around for a long time and you've taken a company uh, to incredible heights. Um, there've been some very interesting changes at Dimension Data over the last 12 months. I see you've sold the campus as well. There's been quite a bit of restructuring. Um, Dimension Data, NTT, the relationship there. I mean, that I think it was a 2.1 billion pound deal at the time back in 2010, exactly 10 years ago, in fact, uh, when, when that deal happened. And now there's another transformation going on. Just take us through your thinking at Dimension Data. Where are you taking the company and what, is the, what are these changes all about and where are you heading? Um, I, I suppose if you look at our, our, where we started, we started as an infrastructure company. We built big inter, infrastructure. We ran it for, for the banks. We ran for a number of companies around the world. 2000, we brought into some, a whole bunch of software companies because we thought that software and, and infrastructure would merge. 2001, um, after, after the millennium, after uh, Y2K, the industry collapsed, uh, margins went to nothing, and, and you had to go back to your basics. And so we sold our software companies and we went back to infrastructure, which we understood, which is our networking business. Um, but it's ironic, if you think where we are today, that, that software and hardware are all to get, uh, all in one. In fact, software is predominant in, and and dominates where we are today even though you have you have hardware which is software which is software resident in it and and the software makes it work and software changes on the fly um, so what our vision of 2000 is where we are today um, so yeah the, the world has has moved so fast and so quickly and if you think about your traditional hardware manufacturers a lot of them have fallen by the wayside a lot of them even though they had software products never adapted to the new world in terms of the ability to move quickly and change. And, the, and I suppose some of the best examples of all are, are companies like Microsoft who were a little bit lost for a while and reinvented themselves with Azure and, and the cloud and, and become the world you have. AWS who came from nowhere near our industry straight into the business. And, and they have changed the landscape in terms of what you, what, what's in the cloud and what's not in the cloud. And, um, and then you have your traditional hardware companies, you know, Dell disappeared for a while, came back and then they buy um, VMware as a software product. And those are at the forefront of what they're doing today. Yeah. Um, so the whole, the whole landscape has changed dramatically. Dimension data, fortunately inside in the African Middle East, it has always had, we had software, we got rid of some, most of it, and we pulled it back in, and now we're very, very powerful in terms of understanding what the cloud's all about. Data centers have become important, and how do you interact with, how do you transport the information from the data center to the client base, and, what's, and, and things that were important in the past uh, are no longer important. It's really about the integrity of the data, securing the data. So all those, all those issues that, we're there in the old days, but not yeah. as important are right, right at the forefront of where we are today. Um, even today, when I'm talking with you on a video conference, it's all about um, making sure that we have a, a quality conference between each other, because otherwise, what's the purpose of having it? So the technology is right at the fore of every single thing every single company is doing. And every one of our clients in this Middle East Africa region have to look at this thing seriously and say, no, we may, we may be stuck in this pandemic for a period of time. How do we keep communicating? How do we keep 
providing the right, the type of service that we require for our client base. Um, how does a bank keep answering the queries that they get from their clients? They have to have remote workers. And so how do we make it secure? How do we make it seamless and easy to operate? So sure, it's, it's changed so much, but every single thing that we were building blocks, uh, building about in the past has come together very, very quickly. And the most amazing thing is the user has become so good so quickly. Yeah. And your data business uh, must be massive. You must be seeing some, some, some crazy numbers going through your data centers and uh, the amount of uh, information that is being transferred, uh, particularly in the last three months. Uh, you must be seeing some astonishing things you've never seen before. Yeah, I think we always talked about data getting bigger and better, and, and, and certainly the mobile operators talk about data, how much how important it's become, but it's exploded. It's completely exploded. If you think um, two years ago, you said to the guys, I'll give you 20 megs into your house. Today, we're providing our corporate clients 200 megs into the house of, of, you know, of, of bandwidth, of, of pipe, if you want to call it that way, yes. um, and, and doing it securely and without any hiccups and it's so easy so transparent and you know things that you thought wouldn't be possible you thought South Africa was what Africa was so far behind in terms of providing those type of speeds we're right up there now we can provide anything no that's awesome and Jeremy the 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 uh, you know the relationship between dimension data and uh, NTT um, how has that changed and how is that going to be evolving? You mentioned Africa, Middle East. That's a, it's a really big chunk of your business. And it sounds to me like Dimension Data is going to move into that territory a lot more aggressively than you've been already. Um, is, that where you, is that where you're moving the business? And just tell us about that relationship between NTT and Dimension Data. What's it looking like at the moment? And uh, we're hearing about, uh, you know, 51% here and, uh, you know, NTT maintaining a certain equity in the business. What has changed? Um, so, so we've had a 10-year relationship with NTT and um, it's been a really, really good relationship and they're very honorable and good partners. Um, what NTT, so NTT are globalizing outside of Japan and, you know, they're a $114, $115 billion company and make massive margins and make a huge amount of money. Um, so they, they want to globalize and... Um, they have assets in, in ICT, they have assets in, in data centers, and they have assets in infrastructure, in other words, cable around the world. Yes. And for them, they have seen that um, Africa and Dimension Data in particular has, is a very strong brand um, in, the, in, this, this, country, in this, this part of the world. And as such, they've, they've renamed everything outside of Africa as NTT, so changed the name. And Africa will remain as dimension data. And yeah, there is an intention to to do a deal that um, they will retain a share in the business, albeit a minority share uh, in the business going forward. And yeah, we I think COVID has delayed the the whole transaction and 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 the way way it go, go about it. But they've recognised that Africa's Africa's for Africans basically. And um, yes, and such. Yeah, we we've got plans, and we will. We're going to do we're going to do joint ventures in terms of data centers obviously the cables are all important um and and we're also going to use all these systems around the world so they will retain a, a stake in dimension data um but yeah it's 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 been delayed a little bit because as i say because of covid yeah but the intention is they recognize the brand they recognize the strength of the brand and they also recognize 
very strongly that the whole um, Africanization of, of the business was very, very important. In other words, local content, local management, local shareholders is important. And as such, um, yeah, the, the, the thought process is, is, to, is to move down that path. And I see you've moved up. You're now a level two BEE contributor, which is uh, which is also great. So you're moving in, and you're recognizing that there's uh, there's a lot of business out there, um, you know, government business, etc. That uh, that the company can can really grab in future um, by changing the BEE status and the sale of the campus as well. I think to a women empowerment organization, which is which is great news. Could you talk about that, or is it uh, something that's still in progress? No, no, no. So we've done the deal on the campus. And if you listen to uh, our president talking about localization, and if you move throughout Africa, it's a very important topic. And, and we're recognizing that fact. And, and as such, we want to, we have to be in touch. You know, if we're not able to comply with the laws of the country in terms of uh, people and management and shareholdings, etc. Um, you, you're going to you, be, you become a mere agency business, and mm-hmm. and NTT have recognised that, and, and as such, yes. uh, their desire to comply with the rules of South Africa and the greater part of Africa, and so yeah, it's it's part of the journey. So the B the the campus deal is part of it. We level two, um, and and we would like to be entrenched as a, a permanent level one. So you know that's. Uh, that's really where we're going to, and that's part of the journey. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, there's no negative to it. It's actually all compliments to NTT because they they understand it and they've moved. They're moving with us, and we un- they understand that we have to develop the ICT business in Africa as well. And, and also there's such unlock, a lot of, you know, and unlock quite a bit of value in in doing so. Uh, Jeremy is is a yeah. um, is a listing on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange out, or is it something that you are considering? Is it something that's on the horizon? Uh, certainly not. We're not considering it at the moment. Definitely not. You know, we we need to um, we need to get through the between NTT and ourselves get to a situation that makes sense for both of us economically, and then then who knows? You know, we don't we we, we really aren't at that stage of even contemplating it. But, you know, from a personal point of view, it would be great for me. We listed Dimension Data in 1987, and it would be great to list it again in, 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 in South Africa and Africa. Uh, because personally, I think it's, you know, it's the biggest IT company. It's, and it's a sleeping giant that's done amazing things all over the world. You know, we have 40 yes. odd thousand people working for us across the globe. And, and something that I'm personally proud of. It. And, and equally, I have to say, my whole team, the management, and all the people who work in Dimension Data are proud of where they work. So, you know, no, it's, we, it's we certainly, right it's now, it's not, on our, it's not, on the, not the forefront. Yeah, but it's certainly very exciting times ahead, Jeremy. Um, I, I know that uh, when your company was born in 83 um, in South Africa, there was a lot of tension. We were still under apartheid in those days. You've seen so many different, uh, you know, economic shades in the country from our lows to our highs right now we what one of our lowest economically uh, we face incredible challenges as a country as a business leader as a, the head of dimension data how optimistic are you about south africa's economy and do you think that we can come out of this and grow our economy again um, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, you know, you, firstly, I wouldn't, I, I, I personally believe in dimension data. So, so I'm here for the, I'm here as part of the journey. I'm here to, uh, 
to make sure that dimension data is here in South Africa and Africa for the long term. There's so much opportunity, so much, and, and if I think just about education, uh, I think about the, 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 the high speed bandwidth that's been, that's been made available around the, around the whole of the African continent. I think about education of people. It's just a massive opportunity, massive, massive. And the digital age has, will allow Africa to leapfrog so many of those obstacles that were there in the past. Mess around. We, we, we've got lots and lots of... I have to say that, you know, we've, we've always been on a, a company, a little bit on the outside. We, in the old apartheid days, we were English-speaking from Johannesburg. We went from Pretoria. So we didn't do business with the government um, in the latter part. Even now, you know, we've, even up until we did our, our, recent, our latest BE deal, it was, it's been very difficult for us. And, but we've kept our integrity. We, we fortunately have not been embroiled in any of the scandals that have gone on with, mm. with technology companies, etc. And, and we're starting to see the benefits of that. We really are starting to see the benefits of it, that um, government agencies and government businesses have recognized that this is, this is I, in my personal opinion, we're a South African jewel. You know, like, there's no other company like us in Africa, maybe not in the world, uh, that has built up from a small beginnings in South Africa to where we are across the globe. So I'm excited, yeah. I, I, I'm, I worry about South Africa, I worry about the economy and how we're gonna start creating jobs for people. Um, those are obviously worries for everybody, but yes. um, using technology, we can create lots of opportunity. We can educate people and we can create opportunity because they're gonna be, in my opinion, lots of businesses that go out of business, lots of companies that go out of business but they're going to be new companies created and they will be digital companies using technology. And, and you know, tourism's a great thing. South Africa's the most beautiful country in the world. We all know that. So yeah, I'm positive. I'm positive. Oh, and, and, you know, and my home is South Africa, by the way. No, that's fantastic to hear, Jeremy. And uh, just in closing, I mean, uh, we, we touched on the, the things that you saw in 83 and the, the moments that you've seen now, the astonishing moments. What's been your aha moment during this lockdown period? And, and where do you see the technology moving in the next five years? Are you seeing anything that many of us are not seeing in the radar just based on your experience? You're certainly a, a visionary in the world of technology. But what has been Jeremy Ord's aha moment in the last three months? So, okay, so I've, I've had a few actually. So one, one has been video conferencing. Um, we've had relationships with some companies who've been hardware dominant, and then there have been new emerging companies who are software dominant, and the software dominant companies have just leapfrogged the others. So I don't want to name names, but I mean, at the end of the day, you've got the emergence of Zoom, and you've got the emergence of Teams. Teams is the Microsoft product. Zoom's an independent that startup, and I it, it's I find it staggering the the uptake they've had of of users and the ease of use as against the old clunky hardware types of video conferencing services that we used, mm. and that to me has been a, a major a major major breakthrough. I've been I've been also been looking at. Um, emerging technologies with, with voice and, and uh, security and all those other, other and 
it's just accelerating. It's accelerating so fast now that um, we won't know ourselves. In five years' time, we won't know ourselves. You know, someone sent me a book saying, there was a book called Vision 2021, and in there they don't talk about the internet, they don't talk about any of those, they don't even reference them. And, and where are we today? I mean, if you, took me, if you took me back six months and said in six months' time, everybody will be using video conferencing, everybody will be using this as a service, I'd say you're crazy. But it's happened, you know. And if, if you think about travel, everybody is on a business travel to Cape Town or wherever they're going every single day or flying to London for a one-hour one, one meeting and back again. I think that those days are really gone. I really, yeah. really do. I think, I think we've, we've reached a new world order where travel budgets are going to be slashed completely. And um, yeah, we're going to use technology. And wow, what a better place to be than technology. Technology coupled with software and the managing the environment is, is so, so exciting. Jeremy Ord, um, Executive Chairman of Dimension Data. Uh, thank you so much for your insights and uh, sharing your thoughts. Uh, pioneer in the world of technology. And we wish Dimension Data lots of strength uh, and, and really uh, go out and achieve where your vision is right now. We thank you for your time and we wish you good health and uh, every success during the rest of this lockdown and the pandemic. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting us on to, to your program.